Welcome to Driven Radio Show, your home for car talk covering the latest news to the greatest views on the biggest names in performance, sports, and just plain cool driving machines. Your hosts are freelance auto journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, Brett Hatfield, plus videographer and host of the YouTube channel Craving Cars, Corey Pratt, and 35-year radio veteran, book publisher, and vehicular village idiot, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's rev up the conversation. Time for Driven Radio Show. Hey there, car fans. Welcome to Driven Radio, your weekly automotive happy hour. I am Brett Hatfield here with our engineer and co-host, Mr. Mark Groves. Yo! And Mr. Corey Pratt of Craving Cars on YouTube. Hey, that's me. We are coming to you from Driven Radio Studios in frigid, frosty nipples, Kansas. Oh, it's brutal. Stupid brutal. Especially after yesterday and then this. degree difference from one day to oh, the next. Oh, no, no. For the highs. It was 72 yesterday for the high. Yeah. It was 13 when I came downstairs to record this. <laughs> and, well, that's, the, and that's the high, the high today, today was like yeah. 21 or whatever. Yeah, it was some ridiculously oh, low. So 20, 50 it's some just, odd degree just, difference. Yeah. You know, Kansas, what the hell? <laughs> you know, I've lived in the Midwest, uh, well, my whole life, but... Um, I just I can't get over how quick the not weather that, can change here. Not that that was so stupid. It's just uh, by the way, time. if you're listening, Mother Nature, you can suck it. <laughs> Sorry, ma'am, but damn. Hey, you can find us online at drivenradioshow.com and readthedriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard if you like what you're hearing leave us a positive review on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to tell your gearhead friends if there's something you'd like to hear more of or if you have an interesting story by all means tell us tell us please send your emails to brett at driven guys we got some good weather last week uh, I, or yesterday. I, I, well, yesterday and the day before. <laughs> okay, yesterday and the day okay, before. Okay, fair. Sunday was really nice, too. It was in the 60s. And then we've just had schizophrenic weirdo weather yeah. for the last week. We, You know, you'll get a warm day, and then you'll get in eight inches of snow the next day. And then we had two days of bitter cold, or one day, two days of bitter cold, two days in the 40s, and 68 and 72 so I don't know. I haven't been outside much today, but I'm guessing most all the snow's gone. Uh, yeah, it you know it was spitting outside and, and kind of just little bits in the air like lint, and uh, the rest of it. Yeah, it was just cold and ugly. I'm just PO'd about that. That <laughs> sucks. Well, yeah, I, did I was get actually going to drive the Porsche over here today, and uh, because of that, and I was like, well, I don't know what it's going to do now. So screw it. Left in the garage. Yeah, I don't. Blame My truck's it. been kind to me because the heater uh, motor blower motor is currently working. Ah, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, thank you, Chevrolet. It's a good time so, for it to work. Yeah, it didn't suck. So uh, the two times I've I've no, it uh, driven it today, at least uh, I had some heat. I did go yeah. out yesterday. I rode the bike. Ah, cool. Yeah, I was pretty good for a while it uh i don't know what's wrong with it so i'll have to i think i'm gonna pull all the pretty the good for and, a while yeah i i got you know flying down uh uh what was it 169 uh and just was flying out that was pretty sweet except you know it was going into that southern wind that was blowing all the mm. warm toward us yeah so i'm like oh, wham, 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 yeah. getting a, a front beating it, yeah you feel like you're you're a sail and I finally just yeah. I whipped around. I'm like, yeah, I'll drive back. That was great, and it was it was just running fine. So then I headed uh, more westerly and uh, southwesterly and got down to Gardner. And all of a sudden, I'm pulling in to get some gas, and just that's it. It shuts off. 
And uh, I did get it to the gas station, finally got it started again. Fuel filter, uh, maybe? I don't know. Got it home, but it was laggy AF on the way home. Okay. Well, you probably got some crud in your fuel line someplace. Yeah. If you got something like that. With all the work you've had done on it, it can't be... Yeah, I would. Th- I, I don't would, think it's backpedaling. No, I hope not. But uh, you know, also I just need to do that little bit of winter maintenance they talk about, and we'll go from there. Good old winter. But otherwise, it was beautiful, beautiful. So, so I didn't get much of a chance to get anything special out because I'm preparing for this trip uh, tomorrow. Well, tomorrow I'm taking off and I'm going to Dallas to look at a Corvette collection that's going to sell at the Meekum Glendale Arizona auction in March. How much are you going to offer? I, I don't have that much money. <laughs> I, I, Come on, to, Tiger. I'd have to sell one of my kids. $5.53. And, 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 you know, the market for kids is really down right now. I've been watching. <laughs> really yeah, the bubbles burst. Yeah, it's, it's, they're just not riding the, the wave like cars are. You're in the wrong country to yeah. sell them. <laughs> it's a 13 uh, Corvette collection. Oh, uh, first, second, third gen, and then uh, some sixth, seventh, and a couple eighth, I believe. Anyway, get out, interview the owner, and uh, do do a little writing about that. This week, I was informed that a growing number of the students in McPherson in the McPherson College Auto Restoration Program are listening to the show. What? Yeah. Hi, guys and gals. So I, I'm, I'm thrilled to learn that uh, students at my alma mater are listening to us. They're sharing their valuable time with us. I will be there for the Cars Show in May. And uh, look forward to seeing as many of you as possible for everybody who's listening, uh, all the students at Mac. Thanks, guys. We're, we're thrilled you're here with us. And just keep in mind that if you get it down to 33 degrees, Milwaukee's best can be considered beer. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you got to pour it in a big bucket and then skim yeah. the top. <laughs> You're not wrong. And you might just chew on the can for a while, too, to get the taste out of your mouth. But other than that, it's still beer, gang. I remember. Get on it. I rem- <laughs> This will show you how old I am. I remember going through the ashtray in my truck and looking down couch seats, trying to find all the change I could. <laughs> Because it used to be that Natty Light was five bucks, even a case. Oh, my God. When oh, I went to college wow. uh, at Mizzou. With tax. Wow. There was a place called The Shack. It was uh, these three old train cars that had been pushed together and had been there since uh, uh, since God was a teenager. And Mort Walker used to go in there mm-hmm. and drink uh, when he went to Mizzou. Uh, more, for those of you who don't know, the creator of Beetle Bailey. So I, I went there more than once. <laughs> As a per, maybe or maybe not underage, and yeah, they had like it was three dollar pictures of the beast. Oh yeah, and you would walk out drunk, <laughs> but knowledgeable, but um, knowledgeable. That's <laughs> you know, good college that's experience. Key. You know, I hate to bring this up because it's one more story, but for <laughs> for long term Kansas City denizens, Stanford's in Westport used to do Wednesday night. Dime draws, dollar pitchers, and oh, two-for-one wells. Oh, my God. And they had a $5 cover charge, but once you got in there, if you had three more dollars, you were, <laughs> you <getting> done. <laughs> you were going to get house, Jack. And you, that was back before Uber. I mean, we had to walk our drunk asses home. Well, fortunately, mm. there would be, you know, uh, the, the pizza place around the corner, so we oh, everybody would it up. get out and, you know, go soak, <laughs> soak up your liquid, liquid bread with, uh, with pizza crust. And then see how you do on the roadside safe driving uh, exam on the way home. Not a good idea, but dime draw nights. I've got something to report. 
Really? Oh. Something that I brought up months and months ago, and I've been waiting for over a year you for this. You got your test results back? <laughs> Close. You, you had the snip snip? <laughs> Almost. Did you get rid of the angry bumps? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Look at the hate in his I eyes. <laughs> I'm, 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 come on, keep it going. What do you got? Is that all you got, Mark? Come on. Is that it? Is that it? Really? Is that it? Hit us. I'm disappointed okay, in we, you. We can go worse, but it just gets meaner. I'm so curious. What is it? It is official. It is being delivered as of right now as we speak. My Mercedes Sprinter van is on You're its way. You're kidding me. No. Really? It is Finally? on its way. Yes. Oh, my God. The Scooby-Doo wagon is heading here. That's the mystery right. machine is coming. I it's, hope it's not coming by boat. It's uh, it's, uh, <laughs> oh, it's not by the Atlantic, so we're good there. Um, it's coming from Alabama, being shipped to St. Louis. We're, we're picking it up in St. Louis because that's where the dealership is at there. You know, I know they have nice. an assembly plant in St. Louis, but wouldn't you like, or in uh, Alabama, wouldn't you love to see German engineers living in Alabama? That's got to be a sitcom right there. <laughs> Hey, y'all, you got them big hot dogs, don't you now? <laughs> well, the, Good and the, the, y'all. Uh, the storyteller, the storyteller Overland, that's where they're based out of is in Alabama. So they, they finish, they get the chassis from Mercedes, mm-hmm. and then they finish uh, fitting the inside out. Are you going to so be able to build this thing? It's going to be, you, you could actually. Uh, well, it may come to that. It's that going to so have exciting. a fridge with uh, <gasps> put plenty of beer in and uh, Natty Light, beds. baby. Bingo, gringo. It's got a shower in it. You can fill, you can fill the you fridge. You are lying. Uh, no, never. Would I ever lie to you, Mark? You are. You're so lying. That it's just a passenger van, right? No, it's got like six seats and a and a rubber mat. No, you got him a German Winnebago. It's not Seriously. a rubber mat. It's a blow up mat. I got a no. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, I, I don't know how I didn't know that, but I didn't know all that. You're for real. It this is a so, full built out camper van. Yes. Oh my God, that's AC so fun. unit, uh, giant battery based system, so I can literally live Dude, unplugged off grid. I thought this was going to be years before you got this thing. You really got on it. Got it. We Congratulations. Got it. We, we ordered it February 18th of last year. Wow. wow. So that's well, get, get that mother and let's take some pictures of it so we can put it up on the website. Absolutely. Oh, dude. Yeah, that's so cool. That's freaking awesome. That sounds fantastic. I'm Congratulations. excited. Super duper. Uh, they're going to get it more likely this week sometime, but they need a couple days. I guess they go through it, make sure whatever. So I think he we're said, picking it up next week. He said super duper. No, he's he's going to be in van under a bridge <laughs> next to the river. <laughs> Living in a van. Living, and doing motivational stuff. Yeah, yeah but he's, he's going to be upscale, living in a Mercedes van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's just it's not just, a lot of it's suck not like to that. He's going to be able to get you a pair of plaid pants and a sport coat that fits a little tight. Oh, it, dog. It's a, it's, a white, it's a white Chevy Express. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Let's enough of back. that crap. Hey, in the news, if you're waiting on your new Porsche, I hope you like it extra crispy. Oh. New legislation is being proposed to protect independent repair shops, the passing of a literary legend, and our friend Kyle Smith wraps up his Six Ways to Sunday Motorcycle Challenge. Our special guest this week is repeat offender Chris DeGanchi. Yeah. Chris will be here to talk about some of his about his big new building that he's constructing in the Georgia woods, financing large structures, and any other damn thing that comes into his vast and colorful mind. You know, with Chris, it's always fun. Absolutely. Well, we got a lot to cover this week, so let's get to it. From a free news source, Auto Week. How you like that, Brent? I didn't have to pay for it. (laughs) Who doesn't like (laughs) free? So, hey, did you guys uh, hear 
about the news story about the Felicity Ace, uh, the auto transport ship that caught fire. Oh, yeah, the, flo- in, the, in the, the floating bonfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, reports say that uh, yeah, it's uh, it's on fire with carrying Porsches and uh, Bentleys and, and VWs, oh. uh, and, and including a lot of EVs as well. Would Stop you be happy it. about that one? No. Well, <laughs> it, when when EVs catch fire, they're so difficult to put out and all that crap. How the hell would you do it on a ship? Uh, apparently, just let it flow in the, in the ocean. Just, eventually, the Atlantic will uh, put it out. That's how you do it. <laughs> well, the car carrier was on its way from Europe to U, to the U.S. Uh, with a load of Volkswagen Group cars on board. It caught fire Wednesday near the uh, – help help me with this one again. Azores? The, the Azores. Azores. Um, all 22 crew members were rescued, though, so uh, no yeah, deaths good. in the uh, fires of these cars. How many cars? I'll get to that. How many cars? I'll get to that. The ship was left adrift, though, so it's just drifting out there burning, okay? Uh, from my understanding, it's still burning today. And how long has it been now? That's Since been over a week, this? man. Yeah. That's – Yeah, I'm looking at a report from six hours ago at the time of recording, and it's it's still smoldering. Yeah, it's still, still smoldering. burning. <laughs> Bring the big bag of marshmallows. <laughs> uh, they do say now, however, because there was a lot of EVs on board, so a lot of the fires from the, the oh, batteries man. and the electric yeah, vehicles. That's... And, you know, those will burn for eight, eight um, Years. months. Or so, uh, according to Portuguese Navy officials uh, and salvage workers, uh, it is clear that many of the cars on board, like I just said, are the electric vehicles. Um, Three thousand nine hundred and sixty-five vehicles. They got four thousand cars on, board. on a boat. Oh my god! Four thousand cars on a boat. One hundred of them, uh, of the vehicles, were apparently Volkswagen models destined 4, for the U.S. Thousand cars a, on okay, one boat. This is where it's going to hurt. 1,100 were Porsches alone. <laughs> you know, there's an upside to this. And, and I hate to be a ghoulish about it, but there is an upside to this. All those cars burning up that there was a demand for makes our Porsches more valuable. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, probably not, but I, that's how I'm going to look at it. Well, we had uh, almost 200 Bentleys in there. The estimated market Ooh. value of the Felicity Ace itself... 24.5 million but the total value of the 3965 cars f- over 5 million no, no 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 there are more zeros in there oh i'm sorry that a couple i'm sorry 500 million half yeah. a billion, billion dollars. dollars yeah billion with a b half a Billion freaking dollars. God, that's a lot of money. It is a lot. It, it, it really isn't helping the world today that we already have a chip shortage and things aren't coming out and we're all limited to what we have. And then 4,000 vehicles are going to nothing. You know, if you like your Porsche extra crispy, that might not be so that's bad. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. It'll have that unique paint job on it. Crinkle coat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, from uh, muscle cars and trucks, new legislation has swooped in to save independent vehicle repair in America. I want it to... I want it known. I didn't have to pay for this one either. <laughs> From another free news source. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, it's the increasing complexity of specialty tools, procedures, super secure controller modules. I've heard about those. I don't know exactly how they work, but they they work to make you suck. Yeah, but think about all the tech in your average new car and how much stuff you have to learn in order to be able to do all of that. 
And it's made, and what they're doing is they're making it so that you can't work on it unless you work for them. Screw so that. earlier this month, U.S. Representative Baba Rush of Illinois introduced the Repair Act. Baba Rush! It's been endorsed by the Specialty Equipment Market Association, SEMA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, that's a surprise. Repair is an acronym that stands for Right to Equitable and Professional Auto Industry Repair. Now, it's going to try to guarantee the nation's countless independent vehicle repair shops outside of the OEM dealers' networks can get in on the goodies. How many stabs do you think they had to take at that before they figured out how to make an acronym that said repair? How many stabbed more like how many tabs? Well, they put the word repair in the acronym of repair. Mm. (laughs) Hey, it works. Isn't that like defining something by mentioning it again? The act stipulates that vehicle owners should have freedom of choice when it comes to where and how they get repairs. And supposedly it lays out a path to providing the necessary access to vehicle data by directing the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration to create standards for how to ensure safe access to uh, to OEM-secured data. It's it, I get what they're saying, and it sounds like they had to go a long way around to be able to include everything they wanted to include on this. Yeah. Um, it's, it's senseless that everything has to be so stupid complicated these days. Well, like rich rebuilds. The guy can go in and figure it out and get it done, but that company wants to put a, you know, a pitchfork up his tuchus, Yeah, and they fight him on so many things. Now, according to SEMA, a staunch supporter of the Repair Act legislation, some 70% of the U.S.'s 288 million registered vehicles are maintained by independent repair shops. 70% of our vehicles are done by, you know, your, your Altoons and Lubes and your thises and your thats and your John's, you know, automotive down the street. Brett's automotive here in town. I like Brett's. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people go there, and there's only like two or three of them, so it's not some big honking hey. white thing. It's it's wonderful, and I I do find I can see where this would be useful for that fight to survive. I also I wonder though because you look at uh, in the computer world, you've got uh, Macs who are so no, we're Macs, no touchy touchy, yeah. and then you've got Microsoft and and uh, these Windows machines are like, hey, just stick it in. Yeah, whatever yep. you want. Come on. Get in here. Come on. Well, the thing with Windows is they've turned all all of what used to be programs. Oh, yeah. Everything used to be a program, but they weren't making enough money on it, so they turned all the programs into subscriptions. Well, you can thank pirating for doing that. Thank yes. Long John Sliver, because he's the one who took all that. But I can, So I can see where... If if a competition could come in and just build a vehicle and go, okay, you want to work on it in your backyard? Rock it. Yeah, make it up. I know well, it's super complicated. Here's your platform. Here's a here's your electric motors. They're plug and play. Go. And if I recall correctly, there what, isn't there some lawsuit against Tesla right now because all of their stuff was proprietary and they weren't letting anybody have any access to it. Crap like that. I could be talking. I could be speaking way out of school, but I think that is the case. Well, I love Elon. Love him to death. He's brilliant. But uh, it's it does kind of. It's got that. You smell like a Macintosh, an Apple mm. product to me. And yeah, I, it's like, you know, let's let's let some people get in, and they can actually might make it better, and then you might be able to figure some other stuff I'll, out. I'll say this. You, you know, uh, I own way too many cars now. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm rapidly approaching double digits. I haven't taken a single one of my cars to a dealership until I took Rhonda's Cayenne in. Yeah, because it doesn't have an extensive service history. I wanted to establish a baseline, have them check over everything else, and then I will go back to going to my independent shops. Yeah, makes sense. I I just 
I cannot justify it. Those guys are always so steep, and this is no exception. But the other thing was, remember when JR was here a couple of weeks ago, and he was oh, yeah. giving me grief about, I, I won't. I throw carburetors away and I put Holly snipers on everything. There's a reason I own so many things that run on carburetors. They're accessible. Yeah, you can they are. work on them. You can turn your own wrenches. <laughs> your dumps you're diving over at JR's house. <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it, I got all these soda pop cans what, and eight carburetors. <laughs> what what JR is doing is he switches them over to a Holly sniper and I get that. That makes them, you know, you can tune them more readily. You yeah. can tune them with a laptop. But the cars that have carbs on them, you don't run into this crap where dealers are saying, uh, or companies are saying, no, we, it's all proprietary. You can't work on oh, crap. I got a set of craftsman tools. I can work on it. Yeah. And which one of you bastards is going to try to hack my carburetor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, we, we've also talked about, uh, newer cars having, uh, you know, you download stuff to the car and yeah. the car is internet connected. well, if that if it's internet connected, then it's accessible to more than just you. Yeah, and if they if they want to shut you down, click. Try to hack that sixty one Impala. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Try try to hack my old carbureted Harleys. No. I can brew Nuh-uh. dead dinosaurs in my garage now. So you know, hey, try and stop me. And I'll be the first one to admit. Yeah, that new modern Cayenne we've got with all the goodies in it and hard-loaded, that is a hell of a nice car to drive, and it's a oh, really sure. nice to ride in. And it is unbelievable. But most of my stuff is older for a reason. The other thing is, at least state of Kansas, where we're sitting right now, when you go to re- register an antique car, $17 a year. Hallelujah. I registered three cars for 51 bucks this year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, John Brown. <laughs> yes, not not mad about that. Damn at near all. a free state. <laughs> mm-hmm. From Car and Driver, which I did not have to pay for. Yes, PGA O'Rourke. I'm so sad to see this. Uh, the voice of unreason and unrepentant car enthusiast PGA O'Rourke died of lung cancer last week. He was 74 years old. He was a political commentator, a satirist, a best-selling author who did some of his best work for Car and Driver. And that was Car and Driver's assertion. I tend to agree with them. He died February 15th of complications arising from lung cancer. He was 74 years old. The world is a poorer place without him. Uh, O'Rourke made his name as a regular contributor and later editor-in-chief of the National Lampoon. He did some remarkable work for National Lampoon. He also wrote a lot of stuff that if you tried to write today would probably get you locked up. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's not a joke. Uh, though O'Rourke's byline would go on to appear in many serious publications and on the covers of more than 20 books, he was pretty much never serious, and that iconoclastic bent allowed him to make fun of everyone and everything. He was a sharp-tongued and cantankerous American archetype, a cranky ex-hippie Republican libertarian who loved cars and could write his pants off. O'Rourke spoke the language of the American road. This enthusiasm for car travel spilled over into the pages of the National Lampoon frequently, but perhaps most notably in the 1979 Demi-Classic, How to Drive Fast on Drugs While Getting Your Wing-Wing Squeezed and Not Spill Your Drink. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Uh, PJ was... Absolutely funny. He was seldom serious. He was a brilliant writer. 
Uh, he's one of my favorites. One of the best pieces he ever did for Car and Driver was Sergeant Dynaflow's Last Patrol, in which he told the story of a liquor-fueled journey from uh, with an English buddy of his. In a 1956 Buick from Florida to California and breaking down each of the 11 days, 11 days in that car. And there are some terrific excerpts uh, from that that can be found in the link that we'll have on uh, readthedriven.com. PJ was a brilliant writer. He will be dearly missed. And Mr. O'Rourke, Godspeed and safe home, sir. Amen. From Haggerty, Six Ways to Sunday Motorcycle Ice Capades. Oh, my God. Kyle Smith. He finished it. He finished it. It it is unbelievable. When he was talking about doing this, I'm like, you are insane. And nothing but props Uh, for you, but good God, you're nuts. Well, and tenacious, it appears. Absolutely. (laughs) Associate editor at Haggerty and the two-wheel lunatic that proposed doing six different types of motorcycle races all on one bike in one year. He's finally put the cherry on top of the dessert by competing in motorcycle ice racing. Same bike that he took through sand and dirt and mud and street. I talked to him about it last Friday for about an hour. He said it's insane. He said you can't believe how much control you actually have because he has studded. He's got three-eighths-inch studs in the tires all the way around. There's a stud on top of that bike, too. Yes, there is. Um, (laughs) This is a really lengthy article, but it's a great read. So we've got the link. It'll be on readthedriven.com. You need to look at it. There's fantastic pictures that go along with this story. Story, Give it a read. It is well worth the time. And it's funny, and the pictures are cool. They are very cool. Our special guest this week is repeat offender Chris DeGanchi. Chris will be here to talk about his big new building in the Georgia woods, financing large structures, and any other damn thing that comes into his vast and colorful mind. With Mr. DeGanchi, it's sure to be a wild ride, and it's coming up next here on Driven Radio. Welcome back to Driven Radio, coming to you from Driven Radio World Headquarters in frozen Overland Park, Kansas. I'm still pissed about the weather. That's <laughs> just stupid. It was 72 degrees. This whole show today. right now, tonight, should be uh, uh, narrated by Morgan Freeman. These <laughs> <laughs> poor cold bastards are walking across the floor. <laughs> It's very chilly. Our returning guest this week is repeat offender Chris DeGanchi. Chris is the founder of the Dead Ends Hearse Club in Atlanta and one of the founding members of the National Hearse and Ambulance Association, a nationwide organization made up of hearse clubs from coast to coast. Chris has been constructing a big damn building out in the Georgia woods, and uh, he's going to tell us what it takes to do that. And, <laughs> That's the start of so many movies that I like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a big damn building. Hey, what are you kids doing out here? I think that's the title of the next block. It started out as a treehouse. <laughs> now it's a warehouse. Have a better taste in, in movies than I do, because if that were my story, it would start with a black couch in a uh, white room. So. <laughs> How very European. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that one. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that couch. Bit of hang time on that one. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Good thing it's vinyl. Thanks for keeping up so we can all laugh together at the end. <laughs> you guys are fine. <laughs> you guys are talking about the, uh, like, miserable cold, and I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I got a proper sunburn, like a good, just on the money. And I'm a ginger. 
right? So 44 years of proper gingerness. My dumbass has never figured out, hey, if you go outside for more than three and a half seconds, you will probably get a sunburn. So working on the <laughs> aforementioned building over the weekend without sunscreen, because in my head, I'm thinking it's cold. It, the sun doesn't come out when it's cold. These, they cannot be together. You know, it's like when it's raining and the sun is out. You know, the whole devil beating his wife thing is what the <laughs> southerners like to say. But anyways. But you're down in Georgia. Isn't there all that, what is it, sphagnum moss? All that moss into trees that be blocking the sunlight? And oh, I think you're thinking a little further south of those uh, awful cave dwellers who follow the <laughs> New Orleans Saints. Um, <laughs> Yeah, fine people me. on both sides mind you but the, mind uh, you. Like, if, if you're a saints fan then just immediately you are my by default now i grew up in the ozark so it's awfully tall of me to be trying to make fun of anybody else with more than three teeth so uh, i'm two it's generations removed from people who didn't wear shoes so. <laughs> amen i'm uh from iowa well that's enough said right there, <laughs> no, there you go. That's uh, sorry <laughs> chris how you been pal I have been good. It is uh, lovely to be here again. Uh, I've, I've missed you guys in the, the same way that the deserts miss the rain, of course. Oh, so, uh, thank you for the for the Down call. In Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sand is equally useless. So it's, um, but like you said, I've been working on a uh, magnificent creation of a building, and, and uh, yeah, how about that? Uh, what in the world would possess you to build that giant structure out in the woods? Well, let me let me preface this by saying that there are um, there, there's a certain arrogance to most IT people, and uh, I fall into the same camp sometimes. It's like, well, shit, I can do that, and <laughs> many many a bad decision has followed that. I'm also an eternal optimist, so when I you know see a 1987 F350, that is a huge piece of crap that all of your friends tell you not to buy. I would probably buy it anyway because I look at it and I see the potential. Yes, it is. Uh, you know the the ugly tree from the show friends right i mean you need it to fulfill its destiny um <laughs> i i've had a shop of some form or another for eight or nine years and it started off just a place for me and my friends to hang out parker cars and since you know my, my beloved hearse is 21 feet long Jesus. it doesn't fit in most garages no and when we, we bought the house that we're currently in that was actually one of the requirements was does my car fit in the garage <laughs> Well, as you start acquiring more stuff, you know, and the, oh, the acquisition uh, of stuff, oh, the, yeah. the never-ending cycle of buying more crap to satisfy this empty hole within you, um, that is, you know, life itself, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, like all life, you know, the cessation of dukkha is the only way to stop suffering, you know, the, the attachments. So as a, you know, normal human being, I like stuff. <laughs> and when you grow up poor, you, you tend to gravitate towards yeah. buying more shit. And uh, so you, you get a hearse as one does. And well, then you yes. buy more, you know, it's, it's, you know, the old chestnut, you know. <laughs> I, 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 just a I look story. at a hearse and I see that's the potential to haul three kegs with me. That can be done. Yes. I've proven that. Uh, also great if you're in a band because I'm a bassist. So like when you move around a uh, bass cabinet that's as big as you are, then putting it in the back of a hearse is perfect because it has rollers. Yeah. And you know what? vehicle for that. It's also great for family. When I Where I grew up uh, in Branson, Missouri, uh, living in the city next to us was a family who the their hearse was their family car you because it was, a, it was a circus troupe of children that poured out of that thing and they just didn't stop 
And luckily, the girl that I dated was hot. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. You tried to impregnate her in the family car, didn't you? No, no, <laughs> no. That would. I, mean, I feel like that wasn't the only clown car being. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> uh, I lost my virginity to the worst song. Keep the nose. Mine was a hymnal. Keep the nose on. Quiet be with you, and also with you. So anyway, about about your hearse, you you acquire all of this crap, and you um, decide, you know what? Let's get a shop, man. You know, know, a friend of mine had one. It's like I didn't actually think that you could just get shop space. You could just go rent space, and then so we we did, and we just kept acquiring more and more crap. And then they sold the building. We moved to another building. They sold that building. We moved to another building and we just kept acquiring stuff. And at some point along this line, I was like, man, I need to offset this cost. I need to start making the money out of this place. So we started making money and building furniture and welding and just, you know, your standard uh, kit of, you know, things you do with all of this random crap that you bought to work on your cars. Sure. And after eight years of paying rent to other people, I have no equity to show for it friend of ours um who actually we were neighbors at our one of our shops and a little small aside there are a couple that met at a party at my house um and then like i performed their wedding so it's like yeah we're friends so they they bought some (laughs) land we're building a building on it land came up for sale and they're like chris you should totally buy this i am not in the market i'm broke see previous car addiction problem i has no money (laughs) so uh one of the things I want to teach you gentlemen today is creative use of financing. Yes. Uh, how, how, oh. how, how do you pay for one of these critters? Uh, well, follow me on OnlyFans. That's a good start. Um, <laughs> I'm already pretty, scared. Yeah. <laughs> and subscribe. <laughs> Shut well, up. you know, the road cone, you know, like as long as it's straight. Never mind. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, like the black couch. Yeah, the facade of this innocent looking bookstore. Um, Yeah. So there are ways to do this, right? And all of them involve a tremendous amount of risk and stupidity. So just let me preface this right away. I did not have the money to do this. I was not planning on doing this, but it just happened to be a remarkably good deal. So did some creative thinking with my friends and all of whom are apparently just as dumb as I am. Um, Turns out that you can take a 401k loan and pay it back over the course of five years and pay some trivial amount of interest. It's like 3%. Uh, that's it. Like you don't and it's your money, right? You're just paying yourself back. And if you default on it, you have to pay the taxes on it. That's it. Oh, so, wow. Since my property is zoned agricultural, I was able to go to a small farm bank and uh, with my now 20% of the nut of the, the total purchase price, as you were able to pull down, up to $50,000 from your 401k in a single sitting. And you have, like I said, five years to pay it back. Totally legal. Don't have to pay taxes on it. And you can use that as the 20% down payment on the loan. I say all of this because that is a total lie as far as how much money it takes to build one of these things. <laughs> Especially <laughs> nowadays, you are brave. Uh, you are so brave. Uh, you, you I'm have- a moron. I mean, like, that's really- <laughs> But and it's it's just greed, right? At this point, it's like, oh, I, I need more space. If I do not have space, I cannot grow, expand. You know, like as, as like a goldfish will grow to the size of its container. Uh-huh. That is what has happened with every shop that we have. So, borrow the money, uh, pull the money out of the four hundred one k, borrow the rest of the eighty percent, 
all of the quotes I got along the process to build this shop and what we went to the bank with. Just throw not that even shit close. That's yeah. like there's no part of it. What was an eight thousand dollar grading job and ended up being twenty four thousand dollars. You know, the building was seventy three thousand um, oh. dollars, whereas a year prior it would have been about forty. Yeah, <laughs> because yep. yeah, there's these uh brilliant tariffs imposed on steel. And uh, I, I will not go down the path of like discussing like uh, American steel production not being particularly ready for such tariffs, but I have strong opinions. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so we we made an incredible time. The uh, the grading process didn't take very long. We had concrete poured, you know, negotiated with a ton of people, and it is magnificent. It is this beautiful 120 foot wide pad of 4,000 psi concrete. You know, I think six inches thick. And you could drop a bomb from space on it and it would destroy it because that's how that works. <laughs> and we decided foolishly to go erect the building ourselves. And if there's one thing I'm good at doing is getting a good solid bit building. of debt. accumulated. Yeah. So, I know what you thought I was going to say. <laughs> Jeez. I was just going to let her go, dude. I don't want to stand her in your way. <laughs> and so we, uh, you know, yeah, we, we laid out the building. We started ma- built, putting it together. We got in a hurry, uh, made a few critical errors in measurement where the bolt holes were supposed to align. And oh. the entire roof line ended up looking like a, a, a struggling sea in the North Atlantic. So <laughs> we had to go back and correct all of that. But yeah, we are super cruising along. The insulation showed up today and um, the siding starts to go on this weekend. And hopefully I'll have just another giant garage Mahal as a testament to my access. How big is this rascal? Uh, it is 5,000 square feet on the floor. And uh, wow. we have a 750 square foot mezzanine. Oh, cool. Uh, so, yeah, we're dedicating half the shop to the machine shop and the other half to car and bike stuff. Nice. So nice. Very nice. you've given us a pretty fair rundown of what you've been through and, and, but uh, you've been at this for a while because yeah. I've been I've been watching I've been following <laughs> along, and what has this done to your mental state? And also, ha- have you dashed any dreams of ever being in the construction business? I can uh, a few things have come to mind. Um, one, I had nary a gray hair on my head or beard the day that this started. And, you know, uh, I think in about two more weeks, I'm going to look like Michael McDonald. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're slowly arriving. Hey, at hey, 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 I resemble that remark. <laughs> Indeed. Well, if, if it were a full beard, maybe, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> minute by minute. I look like I'm on my way to Santa Claus training camp. <laughs> I was going to go Dollar General Colonel Sanders. So, <laughs> oh, <whatever. laughs> Hey, it's that's bucking a quarter general now. <laughs> there you go. Good call. Good call. The great value. Hey, so Kirkland's best. <laughs> just need me a white suit and a string tie. <laughs> that's down here in the south. That is not a hard to come by. Um, yeah, I am not built for construction, man. Like I just, uh, I've gotten soft over the years, like sitting on my ass, forwarding emails and arguing with people with a uh, luxurious career in IT. But it's fun. Uh, I'm, I've had some tremendous help too. Uh, you know, my cousin came out and helped us for a while, and just having skilled labor assist us. And you know, one of my shopmates, we call him the Mad Fabricator. Uh, dude can build anything. Cool. And 
he's been kind of directing us all and it's kind of nice to not be in charge for a change so it was yeah. just a um it was either this or like a, a, a german lady in, in leather so figure <laughs> like if you're going to be tortured at least have something you can show for it for you know your family so same poly girl gone bad <laughs> <laughs> just two heaving tracks of beer <laughs> so uh how's your schedule looking when is this monstrosity going to be complete uh, I'm hoping a uh, fiscal 24 uh, at this point. Um, <laughs> now we're we're like so we're this weekend we're we're starting the sheeting process and the uh, insulation. Twelve thousand square feet of insulation showed up today, and as a uh, seems to be the the common occurrence when anything is delivered to the shop, they didn't they won't come down the driveway. Of so course they won't. They just dumped it at the top of the driveway. So it took about two hours with a a lull transporting it from the top of the driveway to the bottom and monsoon season is upon us and georgia red clay has all of the, the viscosity of owl shit so you know <laughs> driving a forklift, very expensive uh, insulation down this hill repeatedly just turned into a soupy mess how long is the drive huh? the driveway is 560 feet that's long enough um, that is long enough and when are you going to christen this monstrous building Oh God, I'm tired of paying rent. So I'm hoping end of March, hopefully. Oh, cool. Are we invited? Oh, of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring beer. <laughs> oh, I, was, I thought you were going to serve. I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you're invited to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely. And uh, here's your um, trash bag. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Bring some insulation <laughs> with you. Come down the, the, the only downside that I that I have is we don't have a parking lot, and uh, we've had a good parking lot where we are now. And I, I acquired a drift trike from a friend. And if you've never ridden a drift trike on pavement, it's the dumbest thing in all of human history. It is a powered big wheel. Yep. And everybody needs one of these. Yep. <laughs> but now I all I have is gravel. So there's nowhere to ride this. Yeah, so you, you uh, gotta change out your tires. Yeah. I don't ha- think it'll quite drift the same and gravel is expensive. So, you know. We have other toys. We've got a two-stroke dirt bike that may end up as a shifter cart or something. I, I don't know. We're morons with welders, so you never really know how this is going to end. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Sounds like a good name for a shop. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I just got a tractor, and I'm, like, super excited. Everybody wants to talk about tractors because I realize, like, every little boy loves tractors, and I am just a, like, 600% sized child. So, 600%. like, I, and I will after have After today's. To- adventures in the mud it looks like it had the curry squirts all over it because it is just a <laughs> disgusting mess and it was like well it looks like a tractor now you know with a <laughs> I, have to inter- I have to introduce you to our friend luke channel who is a tractor fiend you two would have a lot of fun discussing all of that fun stuff uh dude aside from the building which it, as much work as it may have been i know this cannot contain your vast and colorful mind Aside from the building, what's going on? Well, um, I was having a conversation with my wife last night, and uh, this is something I want to bring to you guys because I thought we, uh, you know, we might all be on the same page on this, uh, um, this idea. And as you guys know, I am a Corvette guy, mm-hmm. I have a, a C7, and uh, as previously discussed, I am not in love with the C8. And you know, it is gorgeous. It is absolutely gorgeous. It is not for me and it, you know for no fault i mean it, like it's performant it's fast as hell it corners it stops it does everything it's supposed to it julian's fries it does everything that you can imagine a corvette doing for the low low price of one hundred twenty thousand dollars for the one lz because of everybody's god-awful markup yep but they introduced the z06 
flat yeah. plane crank 670 horsepower of glory, right? And they, they move the tailpipes back where they're supposed to be. And they introduced a carbon fiber rim that's surely to be affordable for the lay person. And again, beautiful, magnificent car makes all of its power at like 13,000 RPM, like an F1 car <laughs> with pneumatic valves, right? Not for me. I am a torque guy torque is important to me because i'm also fat and you know like <laughs> that's that's why i always tell people's like you know preach brother preach Pool, find a large man you know it's like what you lack in rpm you make up for in torque and enthusiasm torque, you know, like the other white guy <laughs> you don't have to pump it a hundred times a, a second to like get there right i mean like yeah. you know just three and done you know but as long as it came with enthusiasm and enough back pressure there you go will make it work so there, there's a philosophy uh, around this, right? I mean, like the idea that the Corvette is just that shit fast. 670 naturally aspirated horsepower thing will haul balls, right? Yes. Fast as hell. Well, as those cars, you know, make all of that power as they're they're buzzing to the moon and back, uh, there's just no visceral experience. Did you right? see I mean, this? He had another beer within reach. I'm really liking just watching that, that whole process of... <laughs> Reach, crack, drink, reach, crack, drink. 5,000 square feet, never 30 inches from a brew. <laughs> no, no, no. My, my, my amazingly, uh, unreasonably beautiful wife uh, decided to bring me a beer. Oh, Aww. very sweet of her. You know, you know, fun fact, too, we've been together since middle school. Like, Not many people can claim that one. So, Wow. Um, yeah. How old were you, though? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like a what's it, it was like a girlfriend called me a pedophile and i was like that's a big word, word for a nine-year-old yeah, I, I love bicycles yeah. but uh so anyways, yeah the, uh you know it just doesn't make torque uh, this new corvette does not make torque so like you 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 put your foot to the floor it makes a glorious amount of noise and it revs to the moon and you're just not pinned to the seat yeah i don't know if you ever gotten a chance to drive a gtr but a gtr is like driving forza you know on a big screen right it's just like there's no experience to it whatsoever you're just in insane amounts of speed don't feel connected to it whatsoever yeah and the the philosophy around this came around when we were discussing i could probably have somebody finish my hearse my hearse has been in parts for two years right like it's just been in boxes and boxes of nice parts ready to go together and having I, a I, chance i but, hope this is going where i think it might be going yeah, probably not. Um, I, I did think about doing an LT4, by the way, if I could. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm really, really, I was hoping that at some point you're going to see. Did you see that new crate engine Chevy came out with a couple months ago? I did. The 532? No, the 632. The 1,001 oh, yeah, horsepower. The prop, there's a problem with that motor, and it has nothing to do with the motor You don't itself. own one? It has a Chevrolet badge on it. <laughs> and like i don't mean this like negative pretty sure you got a cadillac that is the it is the standard of the world the cadillac you know like when you people say oh it rides like a cadillac yeah there's a reason for that the cadillac is a cadillac i i'm not a purist by any means like i, I do hate you know somebody shoving an ls and an old you know 61 uh f100 or something like that that's just boring to me um but yeah i don't give a shit but i i feel like my car, just for me, my personal preference, deserves a 472, and it deserves an 80 millimeter turbo because yes. it has one. And you know, it just all of those other motors, I couldn't put, I couldn't do it because it just it's not a Cadillac. So the thought did cross our mind too of doing like a CTSV motor, 
uh, which is just an LT4 with Cadillac valve covers on it. Mm-hmm. But then it's just an LS. And it's like, well, that's boring. Like, like the, the whole point, like you can, I can take my C7, my C7Z06. I can take it to Vengeance Racing. I could write them a check that will bounce magnificently, but I could write them <laughs> one and be like, bring it back to me when it makes a thousand horsepower, right? Because now you go out street racing. I'm a grown man. I don't do it anymore. But like you go out street racing. If you're not pulling four digits to the ground, you might as well just go home, yeah. right? There's just no point. You know, when, when in the nineties, when I had a very fast street car, you know, if you had 500 to the ground, you're a God, you had 600, you know, people are pulling out like wads and folding money to, to bet on you, you know? And now it's like, well, yeah, that kid in the four cylinder Mustang just rolled up and he's making nine to the tires, you know, and here's his two JZ with, you know, a 190 inch turbo, you know, the whole thing fit, you put your head in it like it's German porn, you know, like just like giant turbos on these things and they will decimate everything that comes before it. So the immortal words of the fast and furious franchise, that's a mouthful, but it's not interesting, right? Like, like horsepower is King horsepower is God performance is all that matters, but it's not cool, right? You pull up to a a stoplight somewhere and you've got every bolt on part. You put a a Maggie 2650 on a C7 Corvette. You put a meth kit on it. You, you know, Borla exhaust, all that. So just bolt on shit. And it makes 800 to the tires fast as hell. You'll beat 99% of everything out there. And, you know, some jackass in a AMG, you know, 63 or something like that comes up to you and he's $150,000 car and you wax him with something American. It's beautiful, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like you haven't seen that kind of like decimation of Germans since like, you know, I don't know, Versailles or something, you know, like just... Um, I was going to say Verdun, but I, I, that's probably a little negative. <laughs> but, but when you build a car, right? And this is why I think that like the art of building a car, even if it's like I could go make a lot more power, right? I could do a, a 632 with a thousand horsepower crate motor um, and then put big like 1071 on it or something like that because I'm an idiot. And uh Although yeah. I have always wanted to have just a giant FU blower hanging out of the hood of my car. You're our kind um, of idiot. Oh, I'm properly. That, that's why we get along so well. Because you just look at him and be like, that boy, dumb as hell. I like him. <laughs> Give him another so, beer. Give a stamp of approval. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I feel that, you know, the art of building a car is something that we need to uh, encourage. And we need to just keep doing, right? Because, like, it's it's not dying, Right. But there there's a phrase, right, that a, uh, you know, a hot rod has a toolbox in the trunk, a street rod has a folding chair. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> so if you build your own car, if you pay somebody else to build your car, do something cool. That's the only ask I have. It's just go build something cool. That was my uh, there you go. That's my philosophy <laughs> of like building cars versus paying somebody else. to. Just so I'm you. dying to know what you've done to Morticia in the two years you've had it disassembled. Oh, God. Um well, so we and for in. and for those who, for the uninitiated, tell us who Morticia is. So Morticia, named after Morticia uh, Adams from the Adams family, is my 1972 Miller Meteor hearse. Uh, she is uh, one of about 1,400 made in 1972. 1972 was a strike year at Cadillac, so the the production numbers were a little low early on. Uh, and she is one of three pepper green metallic 
millimeters ever made in 1972. I know what happened to the other two. So she's the last and you can tell the paint is original because it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but that is, that is my, you know, if, if you can have an automotive love of your life, that is mine. Um, I've had her since 98. My wife and I got married. Like we drove away from our wedding. Uh, so my friends had written just buried on the back and crossed it to be and put it in. Um, and you know, she's been, she's been in movies. She's been on TV a bunch of times, uh, magazines and yeah, just Vinwicky videos. And it's a, it, it's just fun. So she is currently, um, we have a, an MTS uh, aluminum head. Oh, I'm sorry. MTS aluminum intake that we just got done porting and spent an obsessive amount of time, uh, moving the, 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 the runners as far as, uh, like where the airflow comes through and like removing turbulence and, uh, analyzing individual chambers, trying to figure out, like, make sure that we have a nice, even distribution of air all the way across, uh, milled the intake to, uh, open up the, the flange a little bit more just to suck down more Got a thousand CFM, uh, Holly, I think it's Holly. Yeah. Holly throttle body, every sensor that you can possibly put on a car because my friend Joel, the mad fabricator, he's like, Hey, I got an idea. And every time he says that, <laughs> Oh my God, my wallet weeps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better off going in guitar center with a wad of cash than I am like listening to him while looking at summit, you know, um, has a work S 480 turbo, um, you know, long tube headers, which I already had the long tubes and, uh, a pair of 400 uh, gallon per, or liter per hour uh, fuel pumps um, a with pair. a splash pop, a, pl- a pair um, <laughs> with a, a splash tank or a slosh tank, however you want to phrase it. So there's a tank that lives that pumps a, you store about two liters of fuel in this tank uh, so that it, when you're under hard acceleration or hard braking, the, uh, the pump in the, in the tank itself yeah. doesn't have to starve. So yep. there, there's always fuel available, uh, 60 pound hour fuel injectors, uh, mega squirt three pro, uh, four L 80 transmission that was soon about to go get a, a build from Sydney or racing. And, uh, yeah, just all kinds of crap. Do uh, we're, have- we're doing a serpentine belt system too, because, uh, we're, <laughs> I want to move the alternator. But the alternator where I want to move it is where the power steering pump is. So we're going to do a electric rack out of like a 2500 series truck uh, with a Chevrolet badge on it. Yes, I, I know that. Um, but it's not a core, you know, it's not a Chevy motor. Um, it's got a 400 amp alternator just to power the stereo. Um, and, uh, fun fact, you can only get about 160 amps out of a V-belt alternator uh, because they start to slip too much. And so you have to move to at least a six rib or an eight rib serpentine to do anything bigger than that. And so, since my stereo that I already have in there is starving for power, I was like, ah, screw it. Let's go go nuts. And so I had one made. It was like 400 something amps. It, it pulls like 405 at idle. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I did the math. I can actually run at least and, two and rooms the, in my And house. the belt port is four inches wide. It makes the lights in Atlanta <laughs> dim every time he starts. Oh, like I've like I've said before, I pull up to a gas pump. I have to turn the car off just so I can catch up. You know how many times I've used that joke describing the Impala. Oh, <laughs> and every time dude, he's right, Vlad is magnificent though. Hey, uh, a pair of five hundred CFM, so it will move a thousand. And uh, when you stick your foot in it, oh god, it sounds good. But you can also the hood could, buckles a little bit, just like, uh, a little, wow. not a lot, a little. Uh, but it. <laughs> 
that thing is so much fun in traffic and it's also fun knowing that without a lot of effort you can probably outdo the brakes so i believe that I, let's you have to count. tell me about the vet. I'm sorry, like if this has already been covered before, but I saw the pictures of it. The 65. How, how did that come to be? I, like, if you can give me the Reader's Digest first, and if you don't want to bore your listeners, but I've I haven't been, heard the story. I've been so. looking for one for years. I found a guy who had one for sale out in Sacramento. I flew out, inspected the car for all of five minutes, threw my bags in the back, and then drove to Monterey because the plan was to drive the Pacific Coast Highway down to San Diego and then come home. Uh, weather was way too stinking hot. Uh, so I drove back through Sacramento, drove through the Tahoe National Forest, across Nevada and Utah, and then south and caught I-70 going through Colorado, which at the time was a high-speed goat trail. They're not spending any of that dope tax money on infrastructure. <laughs> and then drove home. Took me four days of driving a Corvette with side pipes on it. Uh, you know, it's a high output. It's a 327, 350 horse. And... I had tinnitus before I left, but when I got home, it rang in two different pitches. <laughs> Finally caved and went and saw an audiologist about it. But it was the most glorious trip, and it was oh. so stinking much fun. And the car got me all the way home in the t- into the garage, and then the front wheel bearing collapsed on the passenger side. Oh, my God. <laughs> that thing is absolutely stunning, though. I mean, when I, when I saw the pictures, I was like, I need to become an automotive journalist because uh, like either <laughs> journalism didn't pay for that. Journalism <laughs> won't pay for lunch. <laughs> Everybody make sure you follow Brett on OnlyFans. Uh, yeah, it, it, it helps if you've uh, if you've got uh, if you've had a job before that. And I was in the construction business for a while. And, uh, you want to come finish my building? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, I, I do have to say this, too. You know how hard it is to get somebody to come put that shit together? Yes, I do. Like, I have just dumbfounded. Uh, we took, so once we, we screwed the great F up of 2021 with a, a misalignment of the columns, I took a break for like yeah. two and a half months. I was like, I cannot go even look at this. I yeah. piled upon his hump all of my hatred. You know, the, the, this building became my white whale. And after a few months of paying the interest on the loan, plus my current rent, on the other shop, I was like, well, you know, I should probably I finish this at some point. <laughs> the cheapest quote we got for somebody to put the building up was $56,000. Yeah. And they said they could have it done in 10 days. And, you know, we, I don't know, it's been three months. <laughs> and we're barely halfway there. So it might have been cheaper. But, yeah, even now. So what, during that downtime, I took on a lot of side work and uh, was able to, you know, generate some funds. I and will. So for the first time in my life. Go ahead. I will have to introduce you to uh, my buddy, Mark Hoffman, who is a building god. And uh, every time we've done something in one of our buildings, Mark always shows up to help. And he's so good at what he does and has great ideas about how to make things work. And he, he just he's the guy you want to have around when you're doing stuff like that. And I would appreciate that. So we've been, we've been just trying to throw money at people. Like I've called a dozen people, most of which never called me back, which is amazing. It's like, you guys are pulling in this much money. I've thought, man, I need to get a crew together. I mean, we don't know what we're doing, but I at least can call somebody back and fake it. You know, I figure if I can get at least a security deposit from 10 people and then run off to the Caribbean or something. Oh, like the other ones. You know, if you, uh, if you move to Belize, I think extradition is more difficult. (laughs) Yeah, or you know, go to Switzerland. 
there, that's a big plus. There you go. So, as long as you have money there, they'll take anybody. They like <laughs> <laughs> if, if you can speak a little German, it helps. Your lady, who much you got? <laughs> I can order beer and uh, schnitzel, so <laughs> that's about all you need, really. That's a life right there. I, I, I think you're done. <laughs> Enough time machining stuff, too. I, I'm okay in metric. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a chance to ask you, so with all... All the stuff you've done to Morticia, what do you think your output is? What do you do? You have a target, or do you know? We do. She needs to make one horsepower more than the vet, <laughs> and, uh, just one. And uh, so we're going to have a few tunes, you know, obviously. And you know, like I want to be able to go into kill mode when uh, you go into a wide open throttle map, you know. But there's just going to be a knob on the dashboard. And to you know, change between the tunes if I if I want you know parking lot rumble or you know like how much waste gate to to open, but yeah, on on kill she needs to do at least seven hundred to the wheels. Okay, well that's seven hundred to the wheels ought to be massive. Are you going to tub it or are you just going to keep burning off white walls? Yep, just burn them off. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is what's well, this is what's a, known as burnout at will. Uh, please tell me they're bias plays. <laughs> Dude, Just think how fast you'll be able to deliver people to the cemetery. I mean, that's going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly enough, that's how all this started. Like that's how like my car got any kind of notoriety. Just because I'm an idiot with a hearse that does burnouts. So you know, you put a cam in it, you know, intake, you know, your normal, you know, stuff. Yeah. And I just can't keep my foot out of it. Like, I don't know why it just sounds good. You know, a big, big, big mountainous 472 with a big cam in it with a lot of ramp and three inch turndowns. It's like, how do you not fall in love with that? You I know, like I, they, that needs to be a sound on the Alexas, you know, like, you know, Alexa, play big block camming, you know, help <laughs> me. <laughs> if you could emit some of that smell of like unburned fuel <laughs> without the carbon monoxide, you know, oh, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe just good. touch that might help me fall asleep. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Boy and how. <laughs> That'll work once. Yeah, really well. <laughs> a million years ago, there was a guy who was selling a wedding dress on eBay. And he'd done an ad for it where he was wearing the wedding dress to model it. And <laughs> he wrote about like you do. And uh, Poor bastard. He, yeah, <laughs> he, he said he was selling the wedding dress to try and save up enough money to put a down payment on a new truck. Because his crap box truck had an exhaust leak. And he said, you know, maybe I shouldn't do this. Because every time I get in it and I drive it anywhere, the fumes make me so are so noxious that after a couple of blocks, I forget where I'm going. And I don't ever make it to the store. And I feel kind of happy. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I, you know... Uh... That's foolish, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of get it. So I love I love carbureted cars, though, and uh, it does pain me a little bit that we're going fuel injected. But eh, why not? Yeah, uh, but it, it'll be it'll be easy to have that performance on tap, and it's oh, yeah. it it would be fun to be Jamie able to purposes. just have the knob yeah. there. Oh, really? Let's let's switch let's over play. to this. Yeah. Oh my god, the like we're just looking forward to the highway pulls, honestly. Just pull up next to somebody in like a charger or something and just, you know, look over and be like, "Oh, thank you for your service." Cuz I think that, you know, when you join the army, like you immediately get a credit application for a Mopar. Um, like as my experience is with my friends at least. Um, just pull up next to somebody 
And like they say, you know, and go out there and try harder than a kid who has the six cylinder version of a car that comes in V8. Yep. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you just want to drive down the highway and paint stripes, baby. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm, we're going to end up doing a nine inch, um, do a quick performance yeah. with uh, some 33 spline axles and a big Auburn locker and all that stuff in it. Um, but it's just one, you know, the, the, the Johnny cash version of one step, one piece at a time. Right. <laughs> right now it's just the acquisition of stuff, you know, like, you, you know, we've, we've talked about the guitar collection, right. I don't play that much. At some point, you're just like, I want one of these. And then you, you know, throw yourself further in debt. I, to get I this, have that same illness. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. Uh, in my infinite wisdom, I started buying guitars that match my cars. <laughs> and they're themed. There's an idea. Yeah. Uh, and I've got a, just the other side of the curtain in our studio. I've got mine sitting. So, yeah. That's a great idea, actually. You know, I, I need a pepper green metallic Gretsch. I'm I mean, glad I could feed that into, you into your head there. Yeah. You're a terrible person. I just don't know if you knew that. I, you uh, don't have friends. You just have enablers with beer. Yeah. As soon as this beer gets white and I'm qualified to check that list, I guarantee you're on the naughty one. <laughs> All righty. Hey, it's been great talking to you, Chris. I appreciate it. I'm best of luck on the building. I know where you're Thank coming you, from. We've done that a few, more than a few times. Uh, I'll have to tell you about some of the things my dad did with buildings when we had the lumberyard. Um, just, just I can't say it on here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, like, you need to get your ass in, in a car and come put in some screws. So, uh, you, know, you know, be part of this adventure with them. You know, next week I'm going to be really close. I'm going to be down at Amelia, not oh, that far man. away. That is not far. No, See, it isn't. Stop by here, and I'll show you guys what barbecue is supposed to taste like. Uh-huh. <laughs> got to throw wow. a little shade. Wow. <laughs> wow, man. This, no. that, that hits hard for Kansas City guys. So you want you know, me to right. bring a hammer and a grill. Got it. I'm on it. <laughs> a hammer, that, a that grill, and thing, a drill. <laughs> I don't get like super religious around a lot of stuff, including religion, because I'm going to hell in all of them except for the one I probably should follow. Right. Um, <laughs> But barbecue, barbecue, I take very serious. Like, yes. I, you know, you don't play around when talking barbecue. Like, it, whoever the idiot is who came up with that white sauce should be slapped and, like, you know, like Isn't that a Carolina thing? Is that a Carolina Alabama. thing? That's Alabama. That's oh, Alabama. Well, uh, we all know about Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, this it's just <laughs> Georgia good. state motto is thank God we're not Alabama. I 20 is the greatest thing to ever come out of Alabama. <laughs> Oh man! But at some point, we need to you know discuss barbecue at length because I you know that I will get real philosophical. Well, uh, I I love it all. Uh, they can keep the sauce in Alabama, uh, but let's see: uh, Georgia, Texas, Kansas City, Tennessee is making a claim for barbecue now, which seems weird. I, I guess only if you're locally sourcing whiskey or bourbon to, to put in your sauce. Uh, that would be the only claim I could think of. I'm not mad I, at them. You know, no, I mean, I'd just you know, <laughs> give me a little eggnog, skip the skip the egg, you know, kind of thing. So <laughs> I'm into it. <laughs> but what I was going to say, hang on just a moment. You're going to stick with us for just a second. We've been speaking with Chris Deganchi, uh, one of the founders of the National Herson Ambulance Association, also a uh, bass player extraordinaire, uh, builder, drinker, in, uh, drinker of fine beers, 
and uh, generally just a hell of a lot of fun to be around. Chris, thanks for being with us on Driven Radio. Guys, thanks for having me back. It's been a ton of fun. I forgot to mention it when we were on with Chris, but you can find all of the social media links for Chris on readthedriven.com. He hosts his own podcast. Uh, I psycho Bill, I, I'm not going to remember the, <laughs> but plays great music. He's a hell of a lot of fun. I'll make sure I put up all the social links for him. You can find him everywhere and find his show. He is definitely worth a listen. I'm a member of the uh, that Hearst group that they yeah. have on Facebook. And every once in a while, I'll go over there just to see what they've got going on. And uh, whenever I see like a kind of cool hearse or something uh, for sale, I'll pop over there and, and just post it. Cause, uh, you know, hearses are longer than big old Mopars. I don't know. He said 22 feet, and I'm like, I wish all I could think of was a Chrysler New Yorker. I went to look at <laughs> those four doors are something special. No. And, and I do that because my garage is only like 21, 22 feet deep, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't even park this thing in here. You're going to have to knock a bumper off to get yeah. the garage door to go down. Yeah, that's amazing. Because even at the last Meekum auction, there was two, what was it, Cadillac Eldorados. I looked them up. They were, I think, 19 feet long. Yeah. Gee, and I'm just like, I'm looking at that going, wow. Now he's talking about 21, 22 feet cars, and you're talking about your car. I was like, oh, I guess that's a pretty short car for that time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, to that end, uh, a few years back, I reviewed a car at a Russo and Steel auction down in Scottsdale, and it was called the Studebaker Ice Princess. And memory serves, the thing was over 23 feet long. But, oh, my goodness. But it was a big custom, and it was fugly on fugly with a side order of Ugh. oh my god what did they do to that thing <laughs> oh it's a long story and the wild thing is they built that the guy who built that built it in the mid 80s not the 60s oh, like it seriously looks. yeah that was the one that i said there was more ugly on that than a rolling stones group photo <laughs> that's like if george jetson was a pimp that was that was part of my description. I said, imagine the Jetsons meet Timothy Leary. <laughs> and Superfly. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Wow. Look at the interior on that thing. It's gold alligator print vinyl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So you know, you know how like God, a fancy car, awful. like now Bentleys or Rolls Royces or whatever, now you open the door and you can get an umbrella out of it? Does yeah. it pop a cane out of that one? No, no, no. It's it, that thing's got those uh, plexiglass. Uh, oh, the bubble tops. The yeah. bubble, the bubble tops. Kind of, kind of like fighter jets. Yeah. It was in Scottsdale. You imagine driving that around in Scottsdale with that bubble top? It'd cook you while you were driving How down the road. I can't imagine driving it. Period. Well, you couldn't <laughs> no. park it anywhere. It's four feet longer than a suburban, and yeah. it's got six six wheels on it, four up front. Yeah. Not not the the four aren't in the back. The four are up front. Well, and if you look at the wheels that are on there, what those are it's like an old, are uh, old eighties cheapo uh, wire spoke wheels with the wire spokes Wires removed. removed. And God gold, Almighty, gold that's with ugly. a chrome lip. Now just fugly, folks. If you're listening, look up a Studebaker Ice Princess. Oh uh, but g- get some of the protective glasses first. You don't want to look directly yeah, at you it. You might want a bucket. It's <laughs> 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 not, and that's you know. Turn the binoculars backwards for me to look at something with fins like that on it and go, "Oh Jesus, no, no, <laughs> that's yeah, no. that's a lot." No, it makes your you know, makes your Mopars look not 
quite so bad. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Driven Radio. We love what we do, and we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of our listeners. You can find us online at DrivenRadioShow.com and ReadTheDriven.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Driven Radio Show, and listen everywhere fine podcasts are heard. I am Brett Hatfield for Corey Pratt yep. and Mark Groves. Yep. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time here on Driven Radio. Yeah.